0: coding like it's 1985, like tweeting like it's 2009. Come on, let's get 2020.
1: Are you spending too much time debugging instead of writing cool new features? Want to debug up to 40 times faster? In Bold's code quality engine will not only pinpoint exactly where your bugs are, but also tell you which ones you need to fix first. Find out how at embold.io slash better code. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stack Overflow podcast. Hi, Paul. Hi, Sarah. Hey, how are you?
2: Happy 2021.
1: We're here in the new year. I hope all of your apps and services aren't broken. You know, time is difficult. Things turn over. Things do. Yeah, time turns over. But I have a few topics for us to chat about, a few things that jumped out at me. The number one thing, which I thought both of you would enjoy, was coding like it's 1985. Apparently, retro-coding fun with BBC Basic is hot. Have you seen uh, this at all? Have you seen this yeah, Twitter account? Yeah, I
0: know I know this little guy. Like, if the Raspberry Pi is too overpowered for you, which, I mean, the, <laughs> Raspberry, the Raspberry Pi is an incredibly powerful machine. Britain has its own culture of microcomputing with the Sinclair right. computers and stuff like that. And so they made a little educational computer that's like the size of half a credit card. That's got some little lights on it that you can use to learn to program, and I think they gave it to millions and millions of kids.
2: Millions of kids in the U.S.?
0: No, in the U.K.
1: Yeah. yeah what's the relationship to BBC the broadcasting?
0: Well, because the BBC is a beast. Like BBC Micro was an early computer. I mean they they right. have always been on the the forefront. Actually, a lot of the early influential web people that came out of the U.K were right. former BBC people because they. Oh, that's, that's w- Oh, yeah, because they they got early into the web. They were big right. adopters of. And Rails. you get
1: you get a little bit of tax when you sell every like TV or computer, and then then that goes flows back into making that stuff, right? I, that's I right. Think that's how they fund all that stuff. No, it's a big. It's a you know. The thing I liked about this BBC one was that uh, yeah, there's this this Twitter account BBC Microbot and it runs your tweet as code and replies with a video. And so people have created over 10,000 basic programs in I guess 140 characters or less, which is a nice little constraint, you know? Pieces of art even 200, all the way up to ray 280, 280
0: characters now. Oh, excuse know. me, Let's, that's right. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's so interesting. Look, the spot has like 7,000 followers and people tweet mm-hmm. code at it. And it's very ugly, the code, but what comes back is very yes. cool.
1: Yeah, I like it. It's kind of like, um, so it's like an emulator. Golf, you know? you got to like squeeze it in there. Yeah. Well,
2: I
0: love that you can tweet at it and get an animation back. That's, yeah,
2: very that's awesome.
0: It's like the world's this is the world's worst supercomputer. This is like the absolute wrong way to do client server sort of based programming. But it's, it's pretty <laughs> great.
1: Yeah. When you're ready to upload and get the Enterprise Edition, just tweet it at us and uh, we'll get that wrapped and send it back to you.
0: Yeah. No, somebody wrote a ray tracer. That's, wow. Okay, I, d- this is very good. So I love these little code golfy things. And actually what I love are the, I love little constrained environments where you can think thoughts about programming that aren't the regular thoughts that you think. Like the regular thoughts you think are, I need to parse the HTML on 2 million web pages in order to extract key values and put that into a SQL database, yeah, right? Fun and stuff. this is like, I want to make 3D letters dance yeah. and I only really have five <laughs> five lines to do it. Oh, there was one. I'll look it up while we're talking. There was one in JavaScript that was like this. It was like a two, you had 140 characters of JavaScript and it's a little tiny constrained environment where you can only really set a few variables. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, this stuff is great. I love this stuff.
2: Well, so I can speak for myself that those things have really, I feel like I kind of start from the place of, but does it scale? You know what I mean? And for any of these, the (laughs) answer is no. But there's a lot of really amazing art online built by coders that never think that question, like never are considering answering that question, just want to do something cool and walk away from it. And Paul, I find that you really, that that's something that you do a bunch. You just do something cool and then you're done. I wonder what that is. I wonder what that difference is in coders.
0: For me, that's because every time I would do something cool and people get excited about it, it would become this like lifelong commitment. And so I learned to just literally run away. Yeah. Like, you know, I yeah, saw, what
1: was the one where people were sending you all their health information, Paul? That one sounded. Oh, uh, that was that was <laughs> Anxiety
0: Box. No, that's right. I got seven thousand yeah, yeah. people <laughs> telling me what their world, their worst anxieties. Oh, were. that sounds um, awful. Yeah, that was a rough one. And then uh, Tilda Club, where I had thousands of people asking for a, a login on a single Unix server on yeah. AWS. And eventually someone adopted <laughs> that. If you don't say this is just a fun experiment, you will live a life of guilt. But I, I do you start
2: right off like, like what, I feel like when I start a project, my thought is I want this thing to grow. When you start off, hmm. or like I'm, I, I f- don't ever find myself like hacking around and like, what if I could do this thing and it would be cool, and then that would be the end. Is that what you're thinking when you do these things?
0: Oh, thinking.
2: Uh, look, it's not sane, right? I'm like, oh, this will be fun. I don't know. I think I've, I've, I've observed that there's like people that and, and I, I know don't mean to beat a dead horse, but I've been trying to figure this out for a while. There's people that are like, oh, I can build a ga- the game of life with twelve drones. That's so exciting. I'm gonna do it. And then there's other people that are like, yeah. why would I? What that's, uh, that's dumb. <laughs> I don't need that. This
0: is the classic, boy, you seem to have a lot of time on your hands, which is one of those things that makes my entire body just like, just shake.
2: Yeah. Like if you have a lot of time on your hands, your entire body shakes. Or if people say, no, guessing.
0: no, no. It's when people say that, right? Oh, it's okay. just folly. Just yeah. like there's room for folly in this world. And most things actually, most things we do are, are folly. I think like, you know, these are just funny shiny pretty pictures that people enjoy making to me i look at this almost in exactly the same way and this is a this is a loaded comparison because our society is broken but i look at people doing weird little animations in the same way that i look at knitting or i look at other crafts like it's just craft
2: yeah oh yeah i love that i love looking at it
0: that way right and so it's just like what are the when you go to bbc microbot on twitter what you see is the effect of craft and i mean frankly the difference between this and like a complex knitting pattern is is like it starts to approach zero it's just people think about the patterns and they they get the they get the materials or you know same with embroidery like you're following patterns you're using techniques and craft to generate an aesthetic effect which frankly might be about as long lasting or less so than a throw pillow or a picture that you put on the wall <laughs> it, it just is what it is and that what what happens is everything is prioritized as what's going to be big and, and make an enormous amount of difference. And I, I feel that because we prioritize that, and that's sort of like venture capital culture, we just miss a lot. And you very few people are going to get the chance to like have a breakout hockey stick growth company that has to scale infinitely in the cloud, right? So like, are all the other experiences they're valid too? They just don't come with enormous amounts of money trailing them.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I like the idea of comparing it to art.
1: It's craft. It's craft. It's knitting. It's it's computer knitting. <laughs> I, I wish they would call it that. <laughs> Sarah, you mentioned like yeah, taking you know a little bit of time to do something. You know, like breaking off maybe focus work for a while, create a little something, send it to the Twitter bot. I wanted to share something with you. Do, you, do either of you have you ever participated in a sort of life logging? As one of the functions of being an engineer or programmer,
2: I try. Wait, not what's to.
1: life logging? This is from the sample size blog. Uh, it's my year in data, which is you know a nice thing to do good way to wrap it up. This person measured their life uh, in 15 minute increments on a Google sheet for a year. <laughs> they have too much time on their hands. Yeah, this is
2: another one of those things. Where like, <laughs> yeah, this no, is I always mean, really <laughs> interesting. I think uh, this is something, being in this field for 20 years, I've seen, I mean, this is excellent. And uh, this is what this person is, is done is great. And I, I bet it has benefited their life a bunch to learn these things. I've seen lots of iterations on this in the last 20 years. I think the real challenge when you end up with a picture, so one thing that they did is they pulled out 15-minute intervals uh, and color-coded them of their life for a whole year. And the thing that I have seen people always struggle with when they end up with this much data, is okay. Now what? Like, what does this mean? <laughs> and so, the good thing is that this person, this blog, is great because this person really digs down into. Yeah, there's a lot of experience. This person is doing some experiments to change things based on this data. God, it's
0: beautiful. It it's is actually a lot. like they did a Google spreadsheet, and I mean, I, I was joking when I. If people want to log their life in fifteen-minute intervals, bless them. That is great. And uh, it's a kind of they chose lovely colors, and it is you can see their yeah.
2: sleep. Yeah, thank goodness they did that because sometimes it's really hard to stomach if they don't.
1: Right. Well, they 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 knew that to to really optimize, they have to gamify it. So then there's a you also they also created a point system, <laughs> and then gave themselves points, which it says my monkey brain is crazy about points. So once you get the data, there's so much you can do with it. <laughs> so
0: you know what is the fundamental. I'll go meta for a second. And cause I think about this a lot, right? Like I, I think whenever you start to do things repeatedly on the computer, you kind of do start to quantify a little bit. And you look at your GitHub commits and you look at like, you look at the amount of email you receive. Like we all have a sense of, of generating all this data and this person did something about it. And frankly, they, I've seen this done a lot before, but they really have a great eye for color. Yeah. And thank so goodness. Good for <laughs> you know, just here's know. what I love about this is, is you actually see it's, it's a work of philosophy, right? Mm. Like it's what is the the purpose of a human. And because the computer lets you track 15-minute intervals, you can see them sort of categorize themselves as to what they are and what they do. And so, you know, human function, the boring stuff I need to do to stay alive, showering, making food, eating and things like that on trips, also setting tents, etc. And so, like you see, this person is using the computer to interrogate the actual meaning of their life as they live it. And I mean, we
2: all have ways of doing it. Asking the computer is one of them. Yes. That's right. Everyone right. Has so, their own way. Yeah.
0: I mean, I you know, I celebrate this. Where it gets risky to me is then you see, you know, I'm not going to read the Hacker News thread, but then it's like everyone starts to out quantify each other. And, yeah, I've um, seen that. <laughs> you know, when all of the problems of data science get brought down to the human level, it it gets really right. tricky.
1: Yeah. I appreciated your blog post, but have you tried wearing a Fitbit and correlating that to resting heart rate? Because otherwise, yeah, no. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I I did think that that was very soiling of them to say, like, I spent uh, one hour and 20 minutes per day uh, doing the human functions, eating, showering. Is that a lot or not? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The procrastination time on average 10 minutes per day is definitely less than most people. So very productive human being here, despite writing this elaborate blog post. And they've even got a drop down here. You can uh, got a nice little drop down here on the blog. You can I love add that. different categories and graph them against one another. I love it.
2: Yeah, that was neat. So it looks like they did a lot less procrastinating after the beginning of the pandemic. If you look at her data, she there's a drop down. Right. You can you can choose uh procrastinating. And it looks like the beginning of the year lots of procrastinating. I wonder if that's when this project took up more time watching documentaries.
0: Well, that's the beautiful irony of this. There's definitely hours and hours spent getting this right. Yeah. You know, we're, we're getting back to there's a consciousness here that's really interesting, which is I'm going to use the computer to be more aware of my time. I, it's a good right. tool for that, right? Like it's what's tricky is then it, it's where I, I think we get in trouble is we decide that this is a predictive system and it's like, oh, okay, well now I'm going to get rid of all procrastination. You know, and very rarely do you see anybody say we should celebrate our time procrastinating because that is joyful mm-hmm. time in which we are playing and exploring and getting ourselves ready to do other kinds of work, right? Instead, it's like how do I get straight to work and get more done? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I wrestle with it. I'm a terrible procrastinator. Mm. Here, there's a thing that happens. I don't know. Maybe this is as you get older, but I bet everybody's experienced this where you're like, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get that thing done. And then, and I was procrastinating and procrastinating. And then finally I felt ready to get it done and it just flew by. Right? Yeah. And, it's, and you're like, well, if I wasn't such an idiot, I could have just done that at first. But the answer is no, of course you couldn't have.
2: Oh, I heard such an interesting quote about this recently. The time you've been procrastinating is when you're passively, when you're doing the passive work to get things done. You're working things out in your head. You're thinking about, like, if you just did it from the beginning, it possibly would have taken you a few hours. But the time you've done thinking about it while you've been, you know, we call it procrastinating, but maybe, you know, prioritizing other things, you use that passive. It's
1: called mulling things over. Yeah.
2: You use that password. Well, the problem is that you make,
0: you make yourself miserable, right? You make yourself miserable doing it. If it wasn't a miserable thing, if you were just sort of like, oh, well, I'm going to go for a walk, That that's always the great thing, right? Like go for a walk and think it through. And you, we've been told to do that for like 14 million years. And everyone is <laughs> like, I-, I will go for a walk once I'm done.
2: Yeah, I've spent a lot of time in my life thinking about that um, and about how much better it is to just forgive yourself rather than being angry at yourself, procrastinating. Um, and I found I found that to be really yeah. helpful. Just not anymore. I find myself very rarely mad at myself for putting something off. No, that's good.
0: That's really important, right? Because guilt is so counterproductive. And I, guilt is a big part of our industry. Mm-hmm. We're a very guilt-driven industry. You, know, you need to know more languages. You need to know more things. You need to get more done. You need to be more productive. And the flip side is, like, you kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> Right, you can't. You can't be like, well, I don't know. COBOL is a great language, unless you want to go program COBOL. I don't know. Maybe there. I mean, there's good work there too. I don't know is the answer is yeah. that
1: I have here. I, I have no solutions. I read a story, Sarah, that reminded me of what you were just saying. I can't remember, but it was one of my favorite pieces, probably like Oliver Sacks or something on the brain. And it was saying that, yeah, they kind of like measure the electrical activity or whatever, and those moments of inspiration that come to you, you know, where you sort of get to. The idea of how to solve it or maybe yeah you decide okay now I'm ready to work is when you relax and then the whole brain kind of works in concert like when you're focusing on something you're using these little specific parts of the brain and when you manage to sort of like relax in the background all this activity kind of they start to work together and synthesize things in a way I thought that was really cool
2: yeah that's great
1: what are we all thinking about for this year it's 2021 here we go
2: what do you think is good
0: what's going to change what's going to be different Hmm.
1: Well, I, I will say I didn't want to bring it up because we talked about it at the end of the year, but I, I do have to bring it up. It does seem like I, I've been thinking that maybe crypto, this is like going to be an even bigger year for crypto just because with all the money printing and the devaluation of like fiat money, it feels like there is just such a strong cohort of people who are ready to like hold the line and get invested in this stuff. I don't know. For some reason, I've been thinking a lot about like, Yeah. It's a little bit unfair when software is money because the people who make software are already quite well off. But like, I don't know. I, I've been feeling like
2: Kinda there's gonna be works. a lot of that, yeah, at least yeah, for the rough. first six
1: months of this year.
2: Money printer goes burr yeah. until it doesn't.
1: Yeah, I like that tweet. I, look, I think you're <laughs> the way that
0: people react to and, and trade and deal with with especially Bitcoin makes that very realistic, right? Like they're gonna continue to to double down. The thing that's wild to me is that you almost never hear the word blockchain anymore. Like Everybody was like, no, mm-hmm. no, it's not about Bitcoin. It's not about Bitcoin. It's about the blockchain. That is where it's exciting. Yeah. That's where the action is.
2: It's because people got tired right. of being like, what if we have my daughter's ballet recital on the, bit chain, the blockchain? Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> everyone calm down. Well,
0: and, yeah, no, yeah. and in the next in thirty six thirty six weeks, it's actually going to be there on your computer, ready to
1: watch. Right. Yeah, well, that's that's the game. When when Bitcoin is going up, you talk about Bitcoin. When Bitcoin is going down, you say no, no, no. It's all about blockchain. That's, <laughs> that's just how you, you know. When your party's in power, you cut taxes, and when your party's out, you complain about deficits. You know, no, it's, just it's a the sine
0: wave hype cycle <laughs> of blockchain. That's yeah. right. It's one or the other. We're back to a currency cycle this back year, to a year cycle. of, uh, and and then maybe twenty twenty two will be the year of blockchain again if uh, Bitcoin crashes. Yeah. What about you, Sarah?
2: What, this year is the year the world doesn't fall apart. Is kind of my hope. Like, I just think mm-hmm. that, like, I mean, like, hopefully great technology will come of it and that kind of thing. But I think just like seeing what the new normal looks like. And like, this yeah. has been a yeah. really good time for technology to be like serve a support function. When I listen to stories about how states in the US or countries are coming together to deliver the vaccine and you think about the technology that was built in order to facilitate that or not right like some some places it's just you know we give this guy a box and he gives people the vaccine but in other places it's you know we're very thoughtful and tr- we track we track these things and how many people have had to step mm-hmm. up over the past year and jump in and build supporting technology and so my hope is right. that i see that continue and for technology to you know to help Folks as they start to learn what the new normal is and maybe return to seeing family members and seeing it like that. So this is the first year that I'm like kind of not really bullish on any particular technology, um, but more like looking into, you know, what will become what how can we make the world better or, you know, not fall apart this year.
1: I like it on life this year.
0: I like that <laughs> combo too. Like there's an implication there of like, sometimes it's giant databases and sometimes it's a guy on a bike with a notebook <laughs> and, and like whichever one's going to work is yeah. the one we should go with. You know, maybe we're, we're past the era of total techno solutionism. I mean, I, not in Silicon Valley, but in general, I, it feels like everybody's going like, okay, you know we're gonna use the we're gonna use Google Sheets for some things and then do other things just with by sending each other a couple emails. So yeah, maybe, maybe in Israel
1: there. where they're doing really well that that seemed to be the case because everybody has a digital medical ID, I guess. Yeah, um, and so they've been doing a really good job. But then, like you were saying, once you have that efficacy from the technology, they're like, once we finish with everybody who's supposed to come today to get their vaccines. We just go outside. And if there's a pizza delivery guy, we're like, do you want the vaccine? He's like, yeah, give it to me. So like (laughs) it frees you up to just do the, the human stuff. If your technology is working well.
0: Yeah, that's right. That is true. You get your baseline done and then you go and you see what else you can do using those same tools. That's pretty, that's great for me. I really do. I'm predicting like a hangover year. As we're talking, I'm just sort of like I think there's a lot of like cold light of morning stuff that's going to happen where we're like, oh, okay, that didn't go well, and (laughs) tech is about to be relentlessly, uh, essentially sued by the government. Mm. Like our 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 largest organizations and the government are kind of going to war. So there's going to be a lot more sort of legal stuff. But you know, it's literally like the hangover you're like, wow, that was oof, boy, that got out of control last night. Yeah. And then you are <laughs> kind of like you're like, oh boy, it is a lot to look at right now. Like just the light is too much. And you know, somebody's like, "Hey, do you want any oysters?" and you're like, "No, no, my god. What are you talking like just we are about to be in a uh I think we're going to have a little bit of that in our industry. So, you know, and then, you know, everyone will still say that rust is very exciting, that that'll keep happening.
2: So there's, I think when the smoke clears in the light of morning, we're going to see just how bad this inequality has gotten during the pandemic, right? Like, because I think for the technologists, coders in this field in general, we're relatively untouched, but there are many of us that have family members that are very far away from that and have been really affected financially. Um, And so I'm hoping that we can see folks take some responsibility for the inequality and step up and help other people. That's what I would really love to see this year.
0: I mean, I think that it's just, yeah, the conversation has changed. And you're right. I think after once, the, once things are in the light, there's just facts rather than conversations and debates. It's just yeah. like, wow, you know, p- different communities got hit so hard by the pandemic. Tech didn't. Yeah. Tech got off, almost got free. And so how are we going to bring that to everybody else?
1: All right. I want to shout out a email from a listener because I promised myself that I would start doing that. I've been getting them and saying to myself, okay, this will be the episode, but we never get around to it. So starting off 2021, right? Uh, we got a great, we
2: yeah, got a great we yeah, yeah, get... we're going
1: to dip it in the mailbag here. It's from Murali. So thanks for the email, Murali. It says, I was listening to the React View episode and Paul's frustrations about the virtual DOM. I recently ran into Svelte, which is a JavaScript framework, which explicitly makes two different decisions to most, no virtual DOM. Tight coupling HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, top to bottom. So maybe we'll talk about this in a future episode. I'll send you guys the links. But just off the top of your head, what do you think? Svelte.dev, it says here.
0: Well, we've we used it uh, at work, and actually, people are starting to really like it. At like if you go to Textmoji.app, that is oh, a I love
2: Textmoji. App,
0: that's all Svelte. And, Huge um, fan. Yeah, so I think what, what people have said, I've watched the, many a Slack conversation about Svelte, is they're like, yeah, mm. it takes a minute, and then you get it, and you're like, yeah, okay. I think it feels just very web-like, like, just like, okay, the things I learned about the web apply Mm -hmm. here too Mm -mm -mm. as opposed to being like we've turned the web into an abstraction which is a state machine that you can register in a zizzle zazzle and you're just like oh (laughs) oh my right so i think i think that's it like svelte is like hey what if
1: html was a first-class
0: citizen of your reality
2: wow this is wild very cool definitely check this out Svelte.
1: I like to go. I like to dip in the mailbag. I think we should uh, make the podcast a little bit more interactive if we can. We need the producers Um, to get
0: us a mailbag
2: theme. Yeah, we need a mailbag theme. That's our request. Boop, 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 boop.
1: Mailbag. We have dozens of lifeboats. I actually noticed that this really picked up over the holidays. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, I don't know, Sarah, you'll have to let us know, look at the data, but like maybe when people were off of the break, they, they did a bit more. Uh, contributing to Stack Overflow than when they're regularly working because the the rate of lifeboats picked up a lot. I'm not sure why. That
2: makes a lot of sense. From like
1: December 23rd on. Yeah, yeah, we got a bunch. So yeah, we can put a bunch of these in the bank. Uh, This is from Kockenbacher, awarded December 15th, actually. Our plots, is there a way to draw a border, shadow or buffer around text labels? You better believe there is. And we will include it with the code uh, in the show notes. All credits to Greg Snow. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. Like I said, you can always email us, podcast at stackoverflow.com. And this year, I will read from the mailbag. So if you have something to share, a cool language, a cool framework, a cool whatever you want to shout out, send me an email, um, and we will try and get it on the show. I'm Ben Popper, director of content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on Twitter at Ben Popper.
2: And I'm Sarah Chips, director of community here at Stack Overflow. And you can find me on GitHub at Sarah joe.
0: I'm Paul Ford, friend of Stack Overflow. Check out my company, Postlight.